You're listening to The Local Beat, a new podcast from 88.1 WKNC. The Local Beat is a weekly radio show featuring live in-studio performances and interviews with local North Carolina musicians. The Local Beat is hosted by DJ What's Her Face and DJ Sparrow and is on Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. only on 88.1. Be sure to follow WKNC on SoundCloud at WKNC881 and on the Apple Store so you'll never miss an episode. Enjoy listening. 88.1 WKNC. This is DJ What's Your Face here with DJ Sparrow, and you are listening to the local beat. We aren't usually on what is today, Tuesday? Tuesdays, but we had to reschedule. Last week we we're gonna have our antique carts come in, and they're here with us now, but we had a baseball game that went over, and today we're going to have them play live, but we had some technical difficulties. It's almost like this was never meant to happen, but we still have them here, and <laughs> we're super grateful they've put up with all of our garbage and all of our shenanigans. Last time here, for sure. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I would not blame you, but we'll still play your music. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we have the antiques, antique hearts here. How about you all go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Zach. I'm Christian. I'm Katie. And Matt is somewhere around. Runs back downstairs. I think he's setting it, setting down. Well, once Matt runs back upstairs, we'll get to introduce him more thoroughly. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in here. We're so excited to be able to talk a little bit. So let's start about. Let's start talking about your origins. Um, are you from Raleigh? Uh, I'm from Winston Salem. So I guess all of you are probably from different places. Uh, I'm a, I'm originally from Raleigh. I, I went to college in Ohio and ended up coming back to Raleigh to actually work here at NC State. I've been here for about three years now. Where are you from, Katie? Colorado. Colorado. We oh. are Anybody know where Matt's from? Do we make bets? Matt's from Raleigh. Oh, Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I should wait for you to bet, and then they're like, no, you're give me your money. <laughs> And I just thought what your name was referencing today. On the uh, interweb? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually had a guy come up to us after the show all the time and say, Hey, I liked you so much, I went on iTunes and bought your record. He said, we don't have a record out yet. <laughs> we didn't tell the guy. We were just like, yeah, we were just like great. Right, thank cool. you. Yeah, like thank, you, thank you so much. And uh, he ended up buying an American Aquarium record. But... Uh, Cool. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do everything we can to promote them too. So, are you all American Aquarium fans? I would say so. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And the, uh, the rest of you just put up with the name. If well, you're not. so they got their name from a Wilco song. Um, and we're all big Wilco fans too. And we were kind of getting together to form a band. We uh, just kind of thought Anti Park sounded cool. That was their first record they put out. And we're like, hey, pass the torch, and who knows? You're maybe. like the third generation exactly. of band references. Hopefully, they don't mind us, and they're like, oh, that band sucks. But hopefully, yeah, we do cool and proud. I mean, I feel like American Aquarium fans would like your music, from what I've heard. Yeah. Check same same kind yeah. of style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just playing off of your EP that you all put out. When was that released? Pretty recently. January. January. So yep. it's still a baby. Baby EP. And what is it called? It's called uh, Heartbreaks and Hangovers. 
And it's got this beautiful diagram of a heart on it. Yes, uh, check out Jess Bobber Designs. She is a brilliant graphic designer who did that work for us. Looks super happy with it. That was kind of the EP nightmare, though, because uh, when we when we got the disc back, it turns out they were in the wrong order. So we had to have another 1,100 CDs burnt again to match Wait, the album. So the, the songs were in the wrong order? The songs on the yeah. album art was right, but the CD songs were in the wrong order. Oh, my goodness. Whole, we had a thousand of those. We had to open, like, all the Take all the plastic off. Mm-hmm. Take the disc <gasps> off. And then get re <laughs> We had a big unwrapping, Gotta changing save party. money. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He should have come out like October, November, and we had to wait holidays. <laughs> it was a nightmare. But we have them now. We're, we're happy to proud. Yep. Yeah, it looks good. There you go. Wow. We're big on not cutting corners, so we're like, well, we got to do it right. We've always said since day one, we're going to do something to do it right. Could have just uh, changed the song names. Yeah, it might confuse some people. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we totally like, make this something. Throwing the arrows to like, yeah, super yeah. DIY. No, we ended up having a pizza <laughs> for problem. We had some friends over, uh, and they helped us unpackage all 1100 CD discs. Wow. Change out the CD. You have some great friends. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jess Barbara. Yeah, Jess. Had a lot of retail experience. She was a machine. It's kind of like watching fingers on a hungry person because if you get closer, <laughs> she's just like, get up here. You should have seen the pile of shrink wrap that was going to around We have pictures of this. Yeah, she could have made a little fork. Shrink wrap was up the wall. Yeah. It's stuck yeah, to the counters, it's stuck to everything. It was quite impressive. I was far away because we figured out probably within the first three minutes that I was the worst at taking off the shrink wrap. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it was a great not, You gotta have nails for that. I, I don't. Uh, yeah. She has I, some, <laughs> some. She's evolved past us for for <laughs> unpackaging and packaging purposes. We just weren't right up. Which time it Yeah. So how about we play a track off of that album and then talk a little more about it after? What what song would you all want to start off with? What's your favorite? Let's play song number three. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's your yeah. favorite. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
WKNC, you are listening to The Local Beat, and in studio with us we have the Antique Hearts. We were just listening to their song Redhead Girls off of their new album, Heartbreaks and Hangovers. So let's jump back into this. I'm curious to know how you guys started. How did, how did this project begin? Well, I had I had played music in Raleigh for a while, as had really everyone in the band. Uh, and I moved back to North Carolina in 2014, and I was doing some solo stuff. And um, I I responded to a Craigslist ad. I heard some friends who got together and Craigslist. I said, sure, why not? Uh, Wait, what was the ad? Uh, it was it was on there for a folk rock singer with uh, some other influence. I said, yeah, sure, why not? So I went over there, and uh, Matt and Christian were, were both playing uh, playing drums and, and lead guitar in this band. And we were like far from folk rock. I think we kind of started out with some folk rock influences, maybe, but like kind of turned more into progressive and kind of indie and a little indie bit weird. Beatles, yeah, weird. Kind of. Basically, I was in there. I was like, "This is not." I was like, "This isn't. This isn't right." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "They're like, do you play bass?" I was like, "I can." 
play a bass, so they gave me a bass guitar too. <laughs> and they're like, cool, now play bass and sing. And I was like, playing bass and singing is very different from playing guitar and singing. Totally, yeah. Uh, yeah. And even, even with and this weird kind of stuff, and I was like, yeah, that was fun, um, but I think I'll pass. And, uh, but I was talking to, to a couple of the other guys, I was like, I really like them, and ended up hitting up Matt, who played drums, and I was like, hey man, I don't know if you have any side projects, you want to play? And he's like, oh, we should get Christian in, and Christian played, and um, then we are kind of like, we, we got along so well, that was, that was always our thing, we didn't want to just be bandmates, we wanted to be really good friends, and go out, and get a beer or hang out with each other's friends and stuff. That was always really important was that the vibe of the band was, was good. And we always struggled with, with finding a good bass player. And um, we had a couple people filling over time for a while. And then um, we, we ended up finding Katie later on in the game than we really would have liked to. Uh, after only, only a couple months ago. Only a couple. Yeah, she's she's the newest. Yeah, she's she's been around. And she's been I'm a new killing it. Yeah, she's so new. I'm not on that. Yeah, <laughs> six uh, months. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I guess months. it's been a while. And um, we we asked her to join the band, and she she. Yeah. Wait, how did you find her? Uh, well, she plays in another local band called Kurtzwell, and they're killer. And, and I I knew her husband played in that band. Yeah. I paid him the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Check out. Like, no, but, um, you put that on your pad? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was just kind of, we were tossing around names for people that we knew. And I was like, no, what about Katie? She might be cool. Some female harmonies in her too, because she's an amazing singer. And um, I think she was kind of stoked when we approached her. And she she fit right in. We're we're all total goober. Goober. And she she was one of, one of us, like, yeah, the day one, we're like, that, that's it. That's our fourth Uber. all of our shenanigans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't and, even uh, give us a weird look. And it was good. And it's well, really, I'll need you. <laughs> yeah. It's just been grooving since then, for sure. And, uh, and, her, and her husband's super cool, too. He hangs yeah. out. And we were, like, a little bit not sure what he would think about, like, this group of guys asking her to, to join this other band that uh, takes her away from his band. And he yeah. was, like, really supportive, and he's always there, and yeah, super, super nice band. And, and that's the thing. It's as every member we get or whatever, it's expanding the family. And everyone that's involved with each member is part of the family. That's, um, yeah. So, what accounted for your sound change? Was it just adding new members? Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess so. That's, that's kind of the cool thing. I, I'm really, before I was folk, country kind of stuff. Um, but I've, I've I played in like this. Played in a screamo band. <laughs> screamo, y'all. You I actually know. played bass play in this. Bass in band. He 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 called it a. I don't remember what it was called, but it, I was like, yeah, I played bass and yelled around stuff in Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> for a couple those, of years. Got those ears. I played in folk. I've done classic rock bands, and uh, really, I, I I love folk and country. And then I started hanging out with them, and they, we all have different kind of backgrounds, which is which is what's great. And we all, you know, really, hey, check out this track. What are some of those backgrounds, I guess, for each of you? Um, I, I started playing music like listening to the blues. So I like old blues stuff. And through that, um, and everything from like Alan Wolf and Eric Clapton and, and all the old blues rock greats and stuff. And then, as much as it's going to make me uncool, I do like Don Mayer's guitar abilities. He's very talented and, and they give me funny looks, but he's got some skills, you know. 
his... I'll, I'll hate on him. <laughs> but my, I guess my main thing with him is I, I love his coat. He's got enough money to buy all the best gear. He's got really great um, That's what I'm big on. See, for me, if, if you could plug it in, it's already broken. Like, <laughs> is your, do you plug your bass in? Through necessity. <laughs> But but if we try different amps, and, uh, I I just have I have no idea. You know, oh how how does this sound? How does this sound? How does this sound? How about this one compared to this one? No, do, they all sound loud. They sound the same. So as long as I sound loud, I'm not that. No, I'm. He's my ear is getting yeah, better. Best, produ- best producer in the room. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. But, but the acoustic guitar though. Completely world difference. You can hear the tone. Electronic, I just. Like, you can hear what's different. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, oh. Hey, I mean, kind of, sure, a little bit. Uh, I'm learning. I feel like she's better than she thinks. Yeah. The first time I played anything electric on stage, you know, I, I was, uh, it was actually the Interactive Benefit, maybe four or five years ago that. Uh, and some local music went on, and I went up there, and half the set was acoustic, and then the other half of the set was electric. And this was the first one. Yeah, this was the first <laughs> time I'd ever played electric in front of anyone, and so I, I brought my amp on stage, and I plugged in. Well, not not in public. Oh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Plugged, you know, plugged my car into my amp, and I was all ready to go, and so we switched over halfway through the set, and it just wasn't working, and I had no idea why. Well. Because I didn't plug my amp into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. It, it helps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I've uh, done some. At least I know now to plug into the wall and then plug the instrument into the amp and just play loud. <laughs> no. Well, it sounds good. I mean, we liked it. So <laughs> happy to have your loudness here. <laughs> that uh, oh, my influences. Um, well, I, I first started playing uh, in classic rock cover bands down the Hillsborough Strip in 2005. So I was I was very young. I was I was I was 11 and 12. My mom would bring us. Oh, young. My mom would bring us to Sadlats and all these different bars to play uh, cover shows uh, with with my. I was in a band. We were all. I think 12 years old. People probably love that. Well, well, we were approached with, you can't come in here. Oh. And we're like, well, you're paying. Let me see your ID. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my goodness. And, you know, that was all like Steppenwolf and Cream songs and stuff back in the day. And it's like, I was like, yeah, I'm playing music. I don't know. I, I wasn't so even allowed cute. to listen to that stuff. Really? I was oh. probably my on a strict rock diet. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was a big uh, classic rock man, so I grew up with all that and everything. We were allowed to listen to the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah we, all Beatles. Like the earlier Beatles stuff before they started doing a lot of drugs? Drugs right. <laughs> getting weird. Right, right. the wholesome yeah. Beatles. The wholesome Beatles. <laughs> um, but then from there, you know, that was, I think, about when the indie scene really started kicking up and weird crazy kind of sounds started taking over and I wasn't one of the cool kids that got on that train. I was still like, yeah, raging guitar solo. And then I, <laughs> then I started playing some folk rock and then I got into the weird stuff and punk rock. And, you and, got pretty uh, heavy in, into the Avid Brothers a little, all right? Yeah, I was, yeah my, my last harmonies. group, we, were, we emulated the Avid Brothers quite a bit and kind of did the three-part harmonies real hard and that got me into singing harmonies like, all the time and stuff. And 
now I feel like I'm just this weird amalgamation of, you know, augured. weird. Uh, like I'll I'll have on, uh, you know, attack attack one day with like some screamo stuff, and then I'll listen to Aver Brothers. I'll listen to I'll have Willie Nelson on the next day. And he'll come in and be like, "Hey, dude, look, man, since we're working on this production stuff, like." Don't listen to the song. The songs aren't great, but like, listen to the production value. He'll put on something yeah, yeah. like straight top like, forty, <laughs> the, the, like, like the Lana Del Rey or something. Like, just listen, okay. listen to this in the background for this stuff. That's and, right. Well, you kind of listened to something weird like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what it was. We were, we were listening to Lady Gaga. We didn't praise it. Yeah, she's really good. Hey man, this producer was some funny stuff sometimes. But it's all about you can listen cool things. In you it. can listen to songs in different ways. You don't have to really love the song, but there are some cool parts in this yeah. stuff for sure. The way they build the song. Yeah, that's getting getting cool out there. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, how about we go into another one of the songs on the album? What is so we can't do Redhead Girls Are Better Off. So we already played those. That's, but that's a good point. what's another one that we haven't played yet? Justify. Justify? Alright. Sounds good. You're listening to eighty eight point one to be KNC, the local beat. Stay tuned, it's gonna be Justify by Antique Arts.
WKNC, you are listening to The Local Beats, which is usually on Fridays, but we had to reschedule because of baseball. 
And we are joined by the Antique Hearts. And you just heard one of their tracks that was Justify? Is that right? That was Justify. That was Justify by the Antique Hearts, who are with us right now. If you're just tuning in. Hit the button and making it drop down so she can't reach the mic. Oh no. Like a roller coaster. Hey, you take what you can get. So you all have a show coming up very soon, is that correct? You have you a do. show coming up on St. Patrick's Day. But yeah. You forgot. Tell us more. Mind, be there, right? Wouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Where will it be? Who will be there? What time? Yeah, Kings. Um, we're playing with two other local bands, Pragmatic and the Roman Spring. I believe doors are at nine, and the show kicks off at nine thirty. Uh, past Katie's bedtime. She's giving me a look right now. <laughs> Just yawning. But hey, it's St. Patrick's Day, so it'll be a late night for everyone. He's so much fun. And will you guys be playing a lot off of the EP at the show? Every single one of them? Five out of five. We're playing them all three times. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole show. None of your new old stuff? Um, well, this is this mostly old, our old, kind of old stuff. stuff. So you've been working on new material? Mm. We Ooh. have a few new songs, and we have songs that we didn't record when we did that EP. So, a little both. Yeah, a little old, unheard stuff. And maybe heard and some new kind of heard stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was one. We played this one. But yeah, a little, little of the new, a little of the old, maybe some newer new. We have anything to do. Yeah. That's, you know, a little improv on stage. Yeah. Katie's going to do an improv jazz bass solo for 20 minutes. So that's going to be the whole show. Yeah, it's going to be loud. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All I promise. Loud Long jazz bass. That's what everyone, that's the sold goal. me. Yeah. I love playing at Kings. One of my favorite places to play. Kings that, is awesome. That stack is taller than I am. He's getting paid more than we are by Kings to say that. So. Yeah. <laughs> so did you all purposely make it on St. Patrick's Day? It's kind of like a celebration or? Um... I would love to say yeah, but uh, when we're working out dates a couple months in advance, we, that just happened to be one that us and uh, the booking guys over at Kings were like, yeah, that'd be a great date to do. And we're super excited about this bill, and you know, we, we always love playing with local people, and Dragmatic and the Roman Spring are all, they're so flipping talented um, that, you know, we're, we're so excited to share a stage with them. Yeah, it'd be a good show. <laughs> so you've asked us a bunch of questions that we get to ask you questions, yeah. right? No, maybe, no? maybe after. No. Uh, no. We don't get to put you on the hot seat. Okay, well, what kind of question do you ask? Well, so you, have you guys mentioned different? you're going on a trip together tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Were you friends before you started working here, or did you start working here as friends? We actually became friends from our training class uh, whenever we both started. Um, I approached DJ What's Her Face, and I was like, do you want to be my... Could you say that because you don't know her name? That's oh, how she got her name. She's like, hey, what's her It's like, it's like our superhero aliases. You can't know our you know other identities. Like. Well, you guys know. The listeners can't know. We're going to post them Even though I've definitely said Sparrow's t- name multiple times. <laughs> I said Sparrow. I didn't oh, say... <laughs> That's how you said insert name here. <laughs> that was a great look of outrage. I you almost died. Really, 
So we have now gathered her, her real name sounds like her DJ name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She kind of mumbled it, so I thought she really said it, because, I, I mean, that's what I expect at this point. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I give her a hard time, but I'm sure my safety isn't at risk since she slipped up a couple of times. <laughs> Do you guys have any uh, nicknames or alias? Nothing that we can uh, repeat on this program. Oh, uh, they're all <laughs> they're all bad words. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Do you want to try and uh, say it in a way that it's censored? Like try to find. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> we are DJ Want Want. <laughs> That's really raunchy. Now I get why you guys don't want to say that. What am I listening to? <laughs> Wait, so so if you guys could give each other DJ names, what would they be? Mm. Not yourself, but the other members of your band. DJ Flykicks. <laughs> Fly I do like shoes. He's a shoe man. You have fantastic shoes. He's got, he's got what kind of shoes? Do you collect them? Do you have a collection? I don't have a collection. I'm not a collector, but I don't go into shoe stores unless I'm ready to buy a pair of shoes. It's he like researches them pair, like two months in advance. If I see a pair on the shelf that are like, I need to turn them down. I feel that. So yeah. you resist the urge by just not going in at all? Yeah, I do. You go with I the see. mission. I like vans a lot. So, you know, you've got so many different colors you can have. Oh, you can get floral vans. You get floral vans. I don't have any floral vans. Oh. I do have a pair of purple vans. How old is your oldest pair of shoes? Wow. Uh, that you still wear. That yeah. I still wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not more than a few years old, probably. I would say a couple, two, three years. See, I'm the opposite. I, I literally wear out shoes and clothes so they fall off my body. And, <laughs> yeah. and I need something on the way home. I still have my Doc Martens from middle school. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they wow. Still fit you. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really respect Docs. That's like one of my favorite brands just because they last so long. Like you buy a pair and you yes. don't need to think about it. I have a friend who wears her mother's docks from when she was in high school. Yeah. I don't think they're going anywhere. I, I have an opposite experience with docks, but I can be kind of hard on them. I've worn them for work. I'm a bartender. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've worn out three pairs of docks in a year each. So wow. you, you need you need them to make like a spongy like a pair of Croc Martins. Croc Martins. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice and spongy and good for your feet when you're That'll standing there. That. Some high top Croc Martins. Croc Martins That's a pattern by the anti parts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Croc Martins would be super safe if you're a bartender. There's no one working. So I started buying them because I bought these like skid resistant shoes and I thought they were great. And then like they were the most uncomfortable things I ever wore. Mm-hmm. So I gotta find something that looked good. And they're comfortable. They make them for restaurants. So I thought Doc would work. And then finally one day I was in the kitchen after I'd worn them down enough that I was running and sliding on my feet. And I thought, nobody sees me do this, I'm gonna get in trouble. So <laughs> these aren't exactly the same. So what's everybody else's DJ names? DJ Blackhead. DJ Baby Bump. Oh, but for now, that's that's an obvious one. (laughs) I hope that's not a permanent case. (laughs) You better come out. (laughs) (laughs) What would Matt? He's such a machine. DJ Metronome. DJ Metronome. DJ Machine. 
just the machine. When this, when we're in the studio tracking, he's like, he's got his own flip. He just gets in the zone, and it, it's, 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 it's quite amazing to hear. He, he just doesn't really mess up. Like the DJ machine, and I don't, and we don't mean that in like a non-soulful way, because yeah. he's still got groove too, which is, is he's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Just raised my hands in the air because I, I was feeling the pressure of needing to come up with the DJ name for Zach, and I think DJ locked out would be good. <laughs> Where does that come from? And so we're, we're roommates, and, and he's locking himself out of the house. <laughs> I, I have maybe locked myself out once or twice. He's done it like three or four times. Don't you guys have a window that you could leave unlocked or something? We're going to have to come yeah. up with a solution. You can make a docky door. There will not be a key <laughs> under the mat forever on this scene. There's no key under the mat. It's too smart for that. It'll be locked the door so we give the window to Well, now everyone listening knows, so. That's why we won't put it under the mat. Yeah. And no one left there. Good plan. Uh, so let's play another song off of your EP. Um, how does Gone sound? Oh, good. Do you like to do that? Yeah. All right. Well, this is Antique Parts in studio with us. And you're listening to the local beat. Stay tuned. Slipping through my hands Not good in making memories Don't know where to begin All these hells and good 
WKNC. This is the local beat. Um, this is DJ Lockout. DJ Lockout. And then, wait, what was yours again? Uh, Black Dicks. Black Dicks. And Baby Bump. Only if you want that to be your name. I want a new name. It's a temporary name. Temporary, yeah. We'll come up with something by the end. Yeah, what well, we think if about it. If you have it. an idea for uh, for Katie's DJ name, please call in. <laughs> so if you're just tuning in, this is Auntie Charts in the studio with us. Uh, and you were just listening to their track, Gone, off of their new EP. And that song actually sounded a little different from the other ones. I was curious to know the story behind that song. Um, so with Gone... Uh, well, one thing that is really imperative to me as a songwriter and to all of us as you know, co-writers and co-producers and stuff is everything needs to have a little bit of a different feel, but still feel like it's coming from the same source, different chapters of the same book, in essence. And uh, that one's really just an opening scene in my head uh, to the EP and kind of my mentality towards writing a lot of these songs. Uh, the song's called Gone. It's Really, when you're listening through, it's uh, it's talking about certain aspects of your life, kind of drifting away, um, relationships, just different chapters, and a little bit of alcohol-induced feelings and vibes throughout it, to where it's it comes to kind of like a climactic crash at the end, and this big ambient kind of you know not not. When I, when I say thrashing, I don't mean like thrash rock or anything, <laughs> you know, but it, it definitely Angst. comes comes to, yeah, a little bit of an angstier part to where um, uh, kind of climaxes in that way and, and it comes back down to like, uh, I kind of think of it as a mental roller coaster, right? We've all been through those kind of things and um, I, I really liked it as, as the first track off of the UP and kind of laying down the set for the rest of it. So, is there any sort of theme to this album i know you talked about like relationships and yeah so um alcohol <laughs> whiskey yeah a lot of a lot of whiskey's, oh, whiskey's great and bad well yeah so i was coming out of a certain point in my life i just moved back to raleigh and, and left a or i guess i should back to the relationship uh but and coming back to not only not having uh, my band I was playing with at the time, that relationship, and you know how friends kind of take a side also in, in that way, I think took a toll on me in I guess, a negative way, but it's positive now. Basically. I've never really heard of a positive toll. Yeah, <laughs> it took a positive toll on my soul. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're writing a song right now. Uh, but it's kind of one of those things that I've, I've I, think I talked to Christian about this a little bit in the past. Where uh, the, the name of the EP is "Heartbreaks and Hangovers," and um, wait, when you have a hangover or 
when you when you're coming out of heartbreak, it's kind of one of those things that you're like, you know, it's I'm not doing that again. Like I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not gonna just fall in love with the next person I meet again. And next thing you know, <laughs> someone slides you a drink or a, an attractive person walks by and you're like, Man <laughs> Take it all Take it on the ground too. It's like shh and and it's one of those aspects where you know you can tell yourself, Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna really try but it, it it's definitely easier said than done, and a lot of that mentality influenced the songwriting and the, the production, the direction, and the sound. I think and we all work through it really well to sculpt it in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one you you came into practice with that one and kind of had an idea, and I don't think I really knew how to play ambient guitar like that yeah. when you <laughs> brought that song in, and within one practice, you figured it out, got the sound. Ran through it a couple of times and then recorded a rough demo pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. We left that practice like really excited about that song, and it kind of it kind of skipped the line from all the other ones that we had kind of talked about recording demos of. And we're like, let's do that one next. Yeah, it definitely it was definitely like that way left fast. field to what we were doing, and then we've started like finding this middle ground between. We all together. And we've really enjoyed that. But I was like Christian and take a concept, and he this dude figures out parts that he wouldn't do. Like he said, he he didn't. Like we're figuring out ambient stuff, and he's like, "Got this." Boom. I just always want to get better. Like, like you said earlier about trying to make every song a little different. So I'm always wanting to kind of come up with something different for each song. And he, he's really good at coming up with ideas for parts. What if he did this? I'm like, I don't know how to do that, but we'll figure it out. So you're the main songwriter, and then you kind of give them a direction, or yeah, um, they kind of lend whatever it's. Yeah, I'll usually come in uh, with a concept for the song. Cocktail and, napkin. Yeah, a, co- <laughs> a cocktail napkin from the night before. Uh, and really, I mean, if if you strip it down and act like soul, there there there's a lot of just it's a country song. Um, and I I really trust these guys to where I can say, hey, I don't want you know, like we we can't play slow sad country songs for. 45 minutes. We did for a while. We did for a while. <laughs> and we got a lot of the same hey, response. Hey, have you ever thought about playing an upbeat song? Uh, it's like, so we've reworked a bunch of songs and made them more upbeat. And yeah. And now we can do a full set without playing kind of any. Yeah, and, it, and it's been great. And I get antsy when these songs are too slow. Yeah. It's, and, well, that's the thing. We have some real driving songs now. The, the only one left is one of our kind of driving songs off, off the EP. And uh, it, it's definitely it's kind of cool looking back like a year ago uh, as where we are now as mm-hmm. as a band as, as where I am as a songwriter and I, I know even I can say for Christian as a guitarist and Matt as a drummer and now we have Katie and it's mm-hmm. like all falling into place in such a really cool way and we're we're just so stoked that we can you know do this and go out and hang out with super cool people mm-hmm. come in and talk with super cool DJs on on the air and 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 do that we're just you know, Hashtag blessed. Katie yeah. <laughs> 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 <Hey>. Facepalm. <laughs> Speaking of cool people, we were flipping through your album here and saw that John Lindsay helped you guys record this. Yeah. yeah. I, I met John Lindsay. We played uh, Local Beer, Local Band a while ago. Local Beer, Local Band? Local Band. LB, LB. Local Band, Local Beer. There you go. Yep, yeah, local Band, Local, local Band. I think Craig would be mad at us for Hey, Craig. Um, anyway, he's, 
Right? And we were, we had we had talked started to talk about yeah we're getting kind of good we should record something and then John Lindsay came up and talked at me for 20 minutes about how we're going to record this like EP and it's going to be great and we're, <laughs> I'm like yeah we are and, and if you've ever met John I, I mean that in the best way this dude can talk forever and he does and he says the best things to where you want to listen forever and he starts telling us about all these places and. You know, we sat on it for a couple months, and then we hit it back up, and we're like, hey, were you serious about producing this EP? And he was like, yeah, man, it's all in the bee's knees and stuff. And, like, <laughs> and we're like, awesome, cool. And so he came over, we did some pre-production work. He, he took us out to Susu's studio in uh, Charlotte um, with uh, uh, Chris Waldorf's studio. We had uh, Mike Peppy Mike come in and, and engineer it with him, Chris. And, and man, it was the dream thing. It was, they, these guys know their stuff inside and out. The studio's gorgeous. They let us sleep on the floor for all these nights straight. And it, was, it was really cool. They let us sleep on the floor. They let us, yeah. they let us sleep on the floor. That was the most expensive Airbnb we've ever had. <laughs> it was for that studio time. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It's such a cool studio. It's in like a residential neighborhood in Charlotte. And it's tucked behind the house, completely surrounded by like bamboo trees. Yeah. When you're outside of the studio, you feel like you're in the middle of the woods and in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. And then you can like drive right down the street and be in the middle of everything. Yeah. Charlotte. So all the food and everything you want to do is right there, but then you can get away from it all and get back to work. We, we, we tried to sneak peek at the night before. We drove up the night before because we want to get started early the next day. And we're like, where is this place? Because we're, we're just driving on the road <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. And we're like, it's not that house. We're like, it can't be that house. And it ended up being this little side trail. And then uh, we, going to, we uh, gave up. Oh man, I totally forgot. It's like we went to Hogwarts. You know, through the, through we ended up home. meeting. We had no idea where we were going to stay that night. First of all, we drove up to Charlotte, being like, "We're going to hotel or we're in a hotel." Yeah. We ended up going to this bar and meeting up with this guy. Matt. We were getting ready to leave. We left the bar. We're like, "Let's just go get a hotel." We all downloaded Airbnb. We're trying yeah. to find something that's not going to cost us. As we're walking out, like leaving the patio, somebody goes, "Hey, Matt." He was a buddy of Matt's he hadn't seen in a year. He was like, what are y'all doing? What are you doing in town? And we told him. He's like, y'all are crashing with me. Come on. It was like Latin. So we were like, sweet. Then he made us go get drunk. And then we made like literally forced us. We walked in and he brought out like all these bottles. And mm-hmm. He had a couple drinks. And he kind of passed. <laughs> um, but we slept on his food. Actually, Christian and I slept in the same bed. We, we had a good night. It was a good moment. Was, uh, we, we bromance before the record. We want to get in tune with each other. It's getting hot in here. Yeah. Return yeah. for the awkward. So how? <laughs> what would? How long did it take you guys to get it all recorded? We did four, four or five days in the studio. Great. Then we can't. Then we had to come back. We're back for another day and a half. Day and a half. Yep. And then it was, which, shout out to Chris Waldorf, who owns Susu Studio, stayed up with us mixing until 7 a.m. that day on Father's Day. And his family was calling him like, hey, when are you going to be home? And we're like, this dude, I cannot sing this guy's phrases enough. If if you ever, like, the best guy in the world who knows his stuff inside out, Chris Waldorf, you're listening. Thanks, man. We love you. and then we had a couple more days where they mixed, sent us some stuff, revisions, and then we sent it over um, to Studio B in Charlotte. Uh, Dave over there to master it and 
just crushed it, and they're super, super stoked with it. That's amazing. Sounds like it all came together with the help of so many kind people. Yeah. So many contributions. If you're just tuning in, this is Antique Hearts in studio with us. Um, they're talking about their new EP, Heart Heartbreaks and Hangovers. Heartbreaks and Hangovers. I don't want to mix them up like you did with the beers and the bands. <laughs> I was just, uh, they're playing a show actually on St. Patrick's Day next Friday. Mm-hmm. And it starts at, it's going to be at Kingsborough Arcade. It starts at nine. Actually, just means. Oh, really? It's like how it's arcade. arcade. There's no games in there. Um, really? Is there? I don't think so. I never knew games. there were games. I, I never saw the games yeah. ever. The games downtown or downstairs in Netflix. I would always say barricade on air instead of arcade. I could never. Fix it so well. That was before it moved <laughs> to their new functionality. Wait, where was that old spot? Um, couldn't tell you off the top of my head. It was, huh? it was still downtown. How many years ago was that? Mm-hmm. I guess we were just far too young. Yeah, my first <laughs> show was at the Kings, where it's at right now. So, oh. That was your first live music experience. That was my first live music experience. I was 18. It was, it was, um, sorry, I, I like know all these people now and I'm thinking about their bands that they're in right now and their old bands aren't coming online. Oh, oh, Saints Apollo and Morning Brigade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were all yep. good, good friends of ours. What was your first show at King's? Well, Maybe. I think it was one that I played. Yeah, I was also like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was me. I don't, I, I, I am usually in bed by now, mostly. Oh, no. so, you're in bed by now mostly because um, you're pregnant right now, right? You don't always get Right, yeah, right? usually it's nine. Yeah. Now it's eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get out much late at night. I'm not a night owl. I'm best probably between... T- what, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m.? Yeah, now it's not fun. So you're going to drink some coffee before the show. And I'm going to take a nap on the sofa in the back before the show. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's the nice thing about happen. Kings is the back room, green with the, room. Yeah. Green room with the, with the couch. There's like three couches back there. Yeah, you better wear some headphones, though. I was like yeah. going to um, Kings during... <sighs> Mind gone. Um, the thing brain. with the wristbands, and it happens. Oh, gosh. There is a thing the with the wristbands. Oh, my gosh. That's the driving factor. Pregnancy brain is a real thing, and it is fierce, and it is hard. Hey, y'all, it's past her bedtime. Cut her some yeah. spots. That's not right. Hashtag baby brain. Uh, yeah, okay, DJ baby brain. DJ baby brain. We all know what you're talking about, so... <laughs> Well, we're not going to keep you for much longer. We'll let you get to bed. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Are there any last-minute things you'd like to mention before we sign out? Maybe like where to find your music? You could find our music on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Amazon, SoundCloud. YouTube? Yeah. YouTube does this whole thing. They just have tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't get yeah. out on the internet much, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure they're like live. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm sure there are like live recordings on YouTube too of you guys' shows. There are. I don't want to know. Well, okay. another option is just to come see it live next Friday at King's. A better way to celebrate. Oh, there's plenty. There's decks. Don't be worried. There's decks. There's lifts. There's buses. Tons of parking. Please don't worry. The city is definitely equipped to handle the crowds that St. Patrick's Day brings. Come out Absolutely. <laughs> That's the only it's thing. Irish clubs <laughs> well, I'm gonna sign things off with uh, early graves um, off of their new EP. So thank you for listening. This is, this has been the local beat on 88.1 WKNC.